In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you're listening from. I am Kimberly Lewis, and welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders, the exciting new program on the Voice America Business Channel. This series makes people aware of the best leadership practices, leadership trends, and just about everything about leadership. In our program, we're going to bring you experts from across the globe that will not only talk to you about great leadership practices, but we're also going to talk to you about all kinds of things that might impact your leadership or your organization. So why are we doing this? Well, uh, what I learned over the last 20 years in my positions in management in over 18 countries is that leadership is about people and people are about relationships. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And exchange is always good. It's good to hear from others what they're doing, what are the trends, what brings success, what are the challenges we face today, and it's always good to hear from the experts like the one we're going to hear from today. So just think of this series as your informative leadership coach, mentor. We'll connect you with the thoughts of others. You can communicate back to us by sending your thoughts and insights to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Join our Facebook page, our LinkedIn group, or tweet us. So if you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one, regardless if your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week, and we'll make sure that you take away something useful for either your business or yourself. So with that, I'd like to jump right into today's show because I'm very excited about today's guests. From the cave to the condo, gender communication has been a tenuous art and certainly not a defined science. A generation ago, Dr. John Gray's book, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, helped couples communicate and deepen their intimacy and rejuvenate their love lives. It revealed that men and women communicate so differently, we might as well be from different planets. And in teaching couples to communicate and helping us speak to each other and speak to each other's language, Dr. John Gray became the best-known relationship expert in the world. Now, a generation later and several bestsellers later, Dr. Gray has provided a 21st century update on the changes in gender roles and why, in the end, Men are still men, and women are still women. So if your gender communication lines have become a little bit short-circuited, no matter if it's at home or if it's in the workplace or in your leadership position, it's time to hear from the expert how to get back on track, Dr. John Gray. Dr. Gray, welcome, and I'm so excited to have you on the show. Uh, Kimberly, it's such a pleasure. I have to say that was one of the best written introductions I've ever heard. <laughs> well done. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Well, I just have to i have to say one little quick story before we start getting into the questions for you. Um, your book came out when I first got my first CEO job. Now, it came out a little bit late to save my first marriage, but it came out for my first CEO job. And it saved my career because it really taught me about how to communicate between men and women. 
women. At the time, I was one of the only women in my industry, and I read your book, and it really kind of switched the light bulb on. And then, actually, it was about the time all my friends were getting married, and I, instead of going to the bridal registries and buying a knife, a fork, or a spoon for their weddings, what I gave them is your book. It raised a few eyebrows back then, I have to say that, but I'm sure that now they're thanking me. <laughs> so just a little bit uh, thank you to you. <laughs> so, um, so Dr. Craig, your book, um, it, it's been, it sold millions of copies and in, in, in 45 languages. Where did you get the idea for the book? Well, uh, 35 years ago, I was a marriage counselor, and I just kept seeing that uh, applying the insights that were current at that time was not working. We were trying to make men kind of into women. You know, women were complaining that men were not in touch with their feelings. So I said, okay, men, look, you want a happy wife, get in touch with your feelings, talk about your feelings more. And then a week later, two weeks later, sometimes a month later, the wife would come back and say, you know, I didn't realize he had so many problems. I want a divorce. Other women would say, I feel like I'm his mother. I have to walk on eggshells all the time. I hurt his feelings all the time. And it was turning women off once they got men, quote, more in touch with their feelings, talking more. Because once you tell men to talk more, they'll talk, talk your head off. And then there's no room for her to talk. And so I realized we need to understand that there's certain differences between men and women that show up not only at, in marriage and intimate relationships, but actually they're more disguised, but they're there in the workplace, and that men and women really are different. And if we can just understand some of those differences, and certainly there's so many similarities, okay, but it's when the differences show up, that's where we have misunderstandings. That's where our assumptions, our projections are wrong. We assume our partner is, is reacting in a way that is not loving and supportive when from their point of view they're doing the very best they can and often our partners will behave in a certain way and we take it personally we feel upset when really they're they're trying and they just don't understand what you're really saying what you're meaning what you're needing mm-hmm. so i mean outside of the the physical differences what what are these primary differences between men and women well, you, you know, back when, back when I wrote Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, I, I did it simply from the point of view of the observations that I had of the couples that came to me for counseling. Yeah. It turned out that they were universal, and around the world, everybody was saying, same thing happens in China, same thing happens in Europe, same things happen in South America, with some cultural differences. But these uh, observations I made, you know, some of the basic ideas of Men Are From Mars is how men and women cope with stress differently quite often. Uh, men will want to just sort of go to their cave and, and sort of watch TV, go to the gym. They need time to forget their problems. And then they come home, if their wife's upset, they'll say, just forget it, don't worry about it. And that's not the right response. The response is to listen and hear what she had to say. What I noticed is women's biggest complaint was that uh, men don't listen. So I said, men, you know, stop talking so much and listen more, ask more questions, don't interrupt her with solutions, because men are very solution-oriented. Now, these were observations, and there's many, many other observations in that book that people would just sort of laugh and nod, and that's us, that's us. It was like I was describing their relationships. Then we moved into another, another phase of our evolution here, which is the last 25 years since I wrote that book, is as women 
in a sense, where the world has changed so radically and that women becoming more independent, less dependent on men, more career-oriented, educated, and so forth, that creates a whole new dynamic between men and women because suddenly women didn't need men and men's role was kind of like confusing. What do we need? And so the dynamics of relationship changed hugely. The stress levels have gone up hugely. Divorce levels have dramatically gone up, and twice as many people aren't even choosing to get married or can't stay interested in a partner long enough to get married. What was going on? And, of course, all this conflict going on in the workplace as well, tension as men and women are closer than ever before. And, mm-hmm. again, we have to come back to there are these differences, and the differences that I talk about in Beyond Mars and Venus are purely biological to help us understand how we approach uh, our needs for fulfillment, our interests, our motivations, but particularly how we cope with stress. Life is stressful, but how we cope with it, how we respond to it, is determined by our hormonal balance in our body. So we're, now we're talking stress hormones. We're talking when you have stress hormones in your body, literally blood flow stops to the front part of your brain where you're able to communicate effectively. And as you said in the introduction so beautifully, leadership is all about relationships. It's about people talking, and, and people and relationships is about communication. And you cannot effectively communicate unless blood flow is going to the prefrontal cortex of the brain. If, it's not, if, you're under, if you have producing stress hormones, blood flow goes to the back part of the brain or the middle part of the brain where your conditioned responses from childhood take over. So we have resentments, we have anxieties, we have anger. We don't have our adult management self, the executive in the brain working at that time. The leadership part of the brain is literally out of commission if you have cortisol. And it turns out that for women, a different hormonal balance uh, causes cortisol, and a different hormonal balance for men causes cortisol. When men's testosterone levels are low, their cortisol levels will go up. When women's estrogen levels are low, their cortisol levels will go up. Now, that's a simplified description of it, but that's the most dramatic because women need 10 times, 10 to 20 times more estrogen than men in order to lower cortisol, and men need 10 to 20 times more testosterone in order to keep cortisol levels low. And now there's certain behaviors and ways of communicating that will increase testosterone as opposed to other ways of behaving and interacting that will increase estrogen. So once we understand this, we can adapt our communication skills so that we keep our own stress lower and we also help the people we're leading or the partners we're in relationship with to help them cope with stress. But instinctively, we tend to do the opposite of what's useful with the opposite sex because we have our own experience of what feels good to us, maybe not what feels best to them. Mm-hmm. And these and and when I look at um, some statistics, leadership statistics, and and uh, questions they ask employees, and they ask what what traits do you see in a leader or in a manager? And I've seen um, a bunch of these studies and with a lot of numbers, but it usually comes out to about eighty two to eighty seven percent of the traits are what you would consider typically masculine as opposed to typically feminine um, in these studies that I've seen. And that is basically, you know, 
biological um, um, traits also or solution oriented you're saying is more biological how does that affect everything here um, in leadership you know if people are seeing well maybe these traits are more tendency to to men and they're more tended to leadership and these are to women um, is that kind of skewing our views a little bit yes and why I wrote the book, Beyond Mars and Venus, was to help us to understand in very clear terms what are masculine qualities, what are feminine qualities, and I define those qualities by what qualities, when we express them, increase testosterone, and what qualities, when we express them, increase estrogen. So keep that in mind. So mm-hmm. there's, you know, there's lots of these qualities, and you're mentioning some of them. To simplify, we'll call it <clears throat> independence versus interdependence. So interdependence, Mm -hmm. let's do this together. We're a team. And independence is, look what I can do. I can do this on my own. Okay, those two qualities, we all have them inside. That's what's new in, in this book, which is to explain the brain has plasticity. A woman can access the independent part of her just as easily and actually more easily than a man can. This is very interesting, is that... Both men and women can access these masculine and feminine traits. And therefore, we're sort of going into this world where everybody's gender neutral because a woman can do anything a man can do. She can use the parts of her brain, which are actually bigger in men, but she can use them more, and vice versa. A man can go over to parts of the brain which are bigger in a woman's brain, which have to do with estrogen, and he can go over there and use it more than a woman. So the brain is plastic in how we use it. It can adapt to situations. However... What, what I keep focusing on is if we're going to keep our stress levels low so that we can experience peak performance, cooperation, better communication, better goal setting, better efficiency, better cooperation, all the qualities that a leader needs to have and inspire in the people he works with, in that situation, we need to make sure that we as individuals are coping effectively with stress. And so if a woman is in a very, quote, a job that's very masculine, which means it's very independent, it's very goal-oriented, it's very driven, it's very analytical. These are all qualities that stimulate testosterone. She can do that just as well as any man. However, if she doesn't balance her personal life to increase estrogen, then what occurs is that her stress levels will be higher. Now, when stress levels are higher, our communication skills are weaker, our leadership skills are weaker. So come back to, can a woman do anything a man can do? Absolutely. But Mm -hmm. if she doesn't balance a personal life with her work life, then she will be more stressed. And vice versa, men, on the other hand, have to maintain a balance between their masculine qualities and their feminine qualities. And when men are not performing well, it's always... I mean, almost always, you'll see that it's because they're, too, they're producing too much estrogen in their body and not enough testosterone. Ironically, when a man is angry, for example, which is a very bad leadership skill today, uh, mm-hmm. if he's angry or irritable or resentful, what's happening biologically in his body is his estrogen levels are increasing and his testosterone's going down. 
So we need, we need to help men boost their testosterone. We need to help women who, if they're angry, etc., their estrogen levels are going up. But as they start to rise up, their stress level will go down and their anger will go away. So there's ways to encourage estrogen and there's ways to encourage testosterone. But understanding our differences is critical for this, for leadership skills, for successful skills in the workplace, for proper motivation in the workplace, but also, in, of course, in our personal relationships. Right. And there's, yeah. there's no way you can separate the fulfillment in life from our work relationships, from our personal relationships. We need yeah. to have that balance of both if we are going to be most productive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'd like to come, we're going to take a, a short break, Dr. Gray, and I'd like to come back and talk about that and how much is learned and, and how much is not learned and, and how we balance that after the break. And for our listeners, I'd just like to say we're speaking with Dr. John Gray, best known relationship expert in the world and author of Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. And he has a new book, Beyond Mars and Venus, Relationship Skills for Today's Complex World. And that's what we're talking about today. We'd love to hear from you. You can contact me at leadershipbeyondborders at Gmail. And you can reach out to Dr. Gray at MarsVenus on Twitter and LinkedIn and on Facebook under Mars.Venus.John.Gray. When we come back, I'd like to dig a little bit deeper into this. You're listening to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business channel. I am Kimberly J. Lewis, and we'll be back in a few minutes. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CTN CIO Talk Network, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experience with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive, better care for customers, and improve the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjog All at CIO Talk Network. Get a unique and playful insider's take on the biggest stories in tech, media, and entertainment. Join Lori H. Schwartz, well-known technology catalyst, comedian, and geek girl, as she and leading experts in the media and content business dive into the biggest stories in technology trends, consumer behaviors, and its impact on Hollywood. If you're looking to respond to the tech-fueled changes in the marketplace, then tune in to the Tech Cat Show Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business and syndicated to Voice America Women's Channel. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll-free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. 
You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders, the Voice America's exciting new series on the Business Channel. I am your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, author of Ponytail Talk, Winning Career Strategies for Women. And today, I have the pleasure of speaking with the world's most renowned relationship expert, Dr. John Gray, author of Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. Um, We're talking about men, women, our communication styles, our natural instincts, how they affect our relationships, both at home or in leadership roles, in work. And, um, John, I'd like to ask you a question we kind of left um, before the break about accessing. Everybody can access certain certain traits within them. And one of the things I see a lot in, in business is people say women are always too emotional and men might be too logical. And I see a lot of times women, when they're coping with stress, they really, um, the water faucets go on, the tears come. And in my leadership training, I don't know if this is right or wrong, I kind of teach to them to cope with that by by anticipating what is going to be happen and then, you know, trying to come up with the different scenarios so they don't immediately go into the emotional state and maybe saving the emotional state for when they get home, okay? So I don't know I don't know if that's right or wrong. And I've also read things about boys cry just as much as, as little girls up to a certain age. So my question is, how much of this is learned and how much of this is really oriented towards, you know, our gender? And, and how much um, is this just biological instinct? Wow, big question. I'm going to try to answer that really <laughs> short. I've written a whole book on that, <laughs> Beyond Mars and Venus, but let's get this real, real short. The biology of a woman in the workplace, first of all, you're giving the right instruction in your leadership training. Being successful in the world, it, the business world is not a nest. It's not your home. It's not people that all love you, okay? This is a place where you're, you know, you're, it's at work. Work is about serving other people. It's not about primarily serving your own needs. A relationship, an intimate relationship, a friendship, a marriage, a family relationship is reciprocal on an emotional level. People, they give to you not for money. Money, they give to you for love. And that whenever you are working for love, then estrogen gets produced. When you're working for money, testosterone gets produced and more of the masculine qualities come out. And the basic rules of the workplace are very masculine. Uh, they're all about solving problems, being independent, efficiency, competence, power, skill. And women have access to all of that just like any man. So let's be clear about that. I'm not saying that only men are that way. No, that's the big revelation is the brain has plasticity. When given the opportunity and women can move to their male side, it's their choice. They can be on their female side. However, what's not their choice is biology. Biology is pretty much fixed, and it's different for everybody to different degrees. So let me not paint a picture. Everybody's exactly the same. But we do know in science where things are like factual, there's a very clear range of what is healthy hormonal balance for women. And it's 10 to 30 times more, uh, 10 to 20 times more estrogen than men for half of the month. And for the other half of the month, it's a good five times more estrogen and, and, and 10 times more or more 
progesterone. So women's hormones are changing to keep their stress levels in balance, to keep their well-being in a positive place. For men, none of that applies. For men, it's primarily testosterone needs to be 10 to 20, 30 times more than a woman's, and that keeps his stress regulated. So these are biological realities, have nothing to do with... with uh, uh, social conditioning or whatever. This is our biology. What social mm-hmm. conditioning does ideally is creates a c- culture that supports men in having healthy hormones and supports women in having healthy hormones. And that has developed over millions of years or thousands of years, however you want to look at it. Then suddenly we have a whole new culture where women are in a testosterone job and men are doing more estrogen activities, stimulating activities. And so there's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of stress. And we can do this, and that's what my book is about, is how to be a whole person where you're able to express both your masculine and feminine side. So back, that's the foundation. To answer your question is, if women do not have a personal life, which allows their estrogen to go up to high levels, where they can fully express their emotions, their frustrations, their disappointments, and so forth, then in order to cope with the stress of the workplace, they will have a tendency to have it build up and then erupt by becoming very tearful. Tearful is a spike in estrogen, and it creates a release of stress for women. Uh, It's not so much a release of stress for men unless a man is way on his female side. And where he feels powerless, estrogen levels will surge. So like if someone dies or whatever, some big event happens and a man feels powerless, his estrogen levels go up and uh, that will help him to have a, a constructive release, some tears and so forth. But for women, it needs to be more of a routine thing in her personal life. That's what I teach women is how to vent their frustrations and disappointments, concerns, worries, anger, frustration, all that in their personal life so that when they're in the workplace, they can be primarily on their male side and their female side feels supported. That doesn't mean they're disconnected from their female side. Female qualities are interdependence, it's communication, it's empathy, it's nurturing, it's vulnerability, it's receptivity, it's appreciation, and it's love. All, you know, all these positive qualities, for me as a man, I have those qualities, and all those masculine qualities, I have those qualities, and that's why I'm a great leader, that's why I'm successful, that's why I make a difference in the world, is you need both sides of you to be the to have your highest potential. That's what our peak potential is. High performers generally have both accessing. But for women, if they don't have a personal life, go to your personal life to vent your frustrations and emotions and feelings about the workplace because in the workplace, uh, you will often lose respect, particularly from customers or particularly from other men who haven't yet become enlightened to understand there's a place for emotions both in the workplace and in our personal life, but more in the personal life. So, you know, women often, they're incredibly competent, and then they'll lose the the respect of other men when women become emotional. So women have to become aware of that, and because men are not aware of gender differences, Mm -hmm. and men typically only become emotional when they feel powerless. Okay, get that. This is biology. When a man feels powerless to solve a problem, then his testosterone drops, which he needs 20 to 30 times more. And that testosterone, the way it drops is it turns into estrogen, and he becomes either afraid or angry or or depressed, these negative emotions that keep you from being competent, okay? So the man, when he becomes emotional, it's because he feels powerless. When a woman becomes emotional, it has nothing to do with powerlessness, 
It has to do basically with her reaction to stress is to become emotional as a way of processing stress. For a man, his way of processing stress, stressful outside stimulus, is to become detached. For women, it's to become attached. And so she looks to where she can get support, which is a great quality. Uh, How do you get support when you have a problem? She's not implying that she's powerless. So men misinterpret women's emotional response to be that she thinks she's powerless and can't do the job if she's emotional. But when a woman gets emotional, it's not about she can't do the job. It's her reaction to stress. Just as when a man has a problem, he's stressed by it, he will tend to detach. He'll tend to want to go into his office and be alone for a while. He might even waste some time throwing a paper ball into the trash can, or he might watch a little video game. He will detach in order to cope with stress. A woman will have, will tend to have an emotional response. If she, particularly if she's stressed because she's not getting the right emotional responses in her personal life, the freedom to express her emotions. That's one of the basic ideas of Men Are From Mars in that earlier book is that for women that cope with stress, they need to be able to talk freely about their emotions. They need to feel safe where somebody's not going to come in, interrupt them, judge them, criticize them, minimize them, ridicule them, or assume that they're weak because they have emotions. That, none of that. That's her stress response is to talk about emotions and to, in a sense, be irrational for a short period of time and then come back to being rational. The left side of our, the, the masculine quality of being rational and logical is our male side. The emotional side is just simply, I want something, I didn't get it, I don't have the support, where is the support? It's a way of processing stress for women is this emotional response. Now, for men, they can process stress as well by having emotional responses when the stresses are really big and he actually is feeling powerless, then it's useful for him to process his emotions the way a woman would need to. But for women, when they're feeling powerful, they can still have these emotional responses and men misinterpret it. So Mm -hmm. it's good for women to not show those emotional responses in the workplace. Don't cry if you can hold back. But better, men, let's learn to realize that when a woman cries in the workplace, workplace <laughs> has nothing to do with her incompetence. It just has to do with a moment of stress response, just like a man might go into his office right. and pout for a few minutes and want to watch a football game. You know, it's just how we respond to stress differently. Yeah. But that, I mean, that that comes down to what you've talked in your book, and um, I've read both your books, or well, all your books, and about, you know, learning learning to understand the communications and the, and the stress of the other, the other gender. And um, I have a question about that because we're, we're talking about communication and today communication is going through texting, emails, mania, virtual relationships. Um, how does this all affect what we're talking about? Um, because it seems that we're not, uh, we're not talking to each other as much as we did before. And does this have an impact on how we're, we're trying to find this middle road and better communication with each other? It has an impact on our social skills, uh, communication skills. It also has an impact on our brain, which is not that positive. So let's focus on just the communication skills, which is from the point of view of efficiency and effectiveness and, and, and not spending a lot of time, these are male qualities, being efficient. Now, again, when I say they're masculine qualities, I'm not saying women can't have them. Many women are very efficient. Many men are not efficient. So let's just be clear about that. 
So, but it, the masculine qualities, the testosterone quality, which is very necessary to be effective in the workplace, is efficiency. So, with texting and, and with emails and so forth, I can get a lot more done. The problem is, if people today are getting so much done, they're taking on more things to do, they're overwhelmed, and their stress levels are higher. Now, one of the vulnerabilities women have today is when they go on their male side, they have so much to do, they can get so much done that they they spend all their time in the male side and they don't spend enough time on their female uh-huh. side and and it's what happens is being on your male side emails for example uh text messages we've even seen that these give a burst of dopamine in the brain this is the biology of it and dopamine is the addictive brain chemical it gives us pleasure and so the tendency is once you're too far on your male side you're out of balance okay so there's a balance everybody has their own unique balance of masculine and feminine qualities and if you're too far expressing one your the masculine qualities, say you're a woman and you're expressing your masculine qualities, but you're neglecting your female qualities, meaning you're not experiencing enough nurturing, vulnerability, receptivity, love, happiness, and joy. If you're not experiencing enough of that, then you're out of balance. You'll be very efficient. You'll be very competent. You'll feel very powerful. you feel very independent. You're not going to sleep well at night. But the key to it is you're addicted to the dopamine that gets produced when you're over there on your male side, and you're tipping out of balance. And when you're out of balance, you just keep going further and further out of balance. Unless somebody points out, hey, you're missing something. You have to have a deliberate act of will and learn new skills to come back to the other side of you, your female side. And that's why I've written this book is explained to women all the ways that they can come back to their female side. But the more unhappy a woman is, quite commonly, it's because she's become out of balance too far on her male side and she can't relax. Her brain won't settle down. She doesn't create time for herself to do the things that she loves to do, that she enjoys doing. And so what happens is when you're too far on the male side, if you're a woman, is that when you get to your female side, you tend to become non-appreciative, you feel unappreciated, you feel more resentful, your brain is more picky, nothing is satisfying, and of course that interrupts with the possibility of a good relationship. So then you go back to the comfort zone, which is go back to your addiction. Men, on the other hand, become today are becoming way more addicted to their female side. They do too much, they waste too much time. They, they want to play more, they want to drink more, they want to have more fun, they want to have, they don't want to make commitments in relationships. They want to go from one woman to another and and then when it gets a little challenging, let's move on to the next. You know, let's have it easy. Yeah. They're going too far to their female side because that's they're out of balance. And it's always easier. See, this is the key. It's always easier to go out of balance than stay in balance. That's mm-hmm. life, you know. It's like any type of yeah. what we might say is a bad habit is always easier <laughs> than actually having yes. good habits and doing the right thing. That's our challenge in life. <laughs> but to understand how to balance the male-female side this is such crucial information today, and it's never been taught before on this planet. It's never been a part of our history because it was never necessary because the social conditions were not there that would support women expressing their exactly. masculine side and men expressing more of their female side. Right, and I, and I see today, and actually a point to that, I can see where this out of balance also really would have quite an effect on your good leadership skills because if you're if you're overstressed because you're out of balance some of the traits that are very good for you as a leader that may become natural to you you're probably suppressing or not getting out there or not accessing as as you would 
the other traits. Nicely, but, uh, nicely said. And on and, yeah, and, and a biological level, I love going to biology because there's no debate yeah. on biology. When you have cortisol, it's a stress hormone. What happens when you're stressed, when it, and there's higher levels of stress, lower levels of stress, okay? But when you're stressed, cortisol, there's adrenaline that gets produced and there's cortisol that gets produced. And when cortisol is being produced, blood flow stops to the executive part of the brain. The leadership part of the brain turns off. You lose all yeah. those good leadership skills that you developed. Yeah, developed. You know, yeah, of character can, and integrity right. and leadership yeah. and confidence and getting the job done and being yeah. empathetic to people, being supportive of people, creating team building. All these good qualities of leadership disappear when you're disappear. in a reactive state where blood flow is not going to the front part of the brain. So understanding yeah. how to manage your male-female hormones and keep them in the balance as a bigger holistic picture of your life gives you the foundation for being a great leader. Yeah. So, um, Dr. Dave, we're going to take another break here. And um, when we come back, I'd like to try to give some tips to our to our uh, listeners out there what they can do. And to our listeners, we're, we're speaking with Dr. John Gray, best known relationship expert in the world and author of Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. And Dr. Gray's new book is Beyond Mars and Venus, Relationship Skills for Today's Complex World. And if you'd like to reach out to Dr. Gray, you can on Mars Venus on Twitter and LinkedIn at Facebook under Mars.Venus.John.Gray. And if you'd like to reach out to me, Kimberly J. Lewis, your host, you can reach me at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. And after the break, would like to talk a little bit about way th- the way things really are today and how we can help ourselves. Thank you, John, until after the break. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. How is your company's marketing plan? Could it use a little help? For most businesses, the answer is yes. Tune in each week to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. Host Janet Kunst and her guests will show you how and where to bring your marketing to the next level. Each show will feature action strategies that you can implement right away and see results. We'll make this easy for you. Start by tuning in every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you currently or aspire to serve on a board or work in a leadership capacity for or with a public or nonprofit organization, where can you turn to get the best advice and practices? How about Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar? Our program discusses challenges facing both public and nonprofit leaders. Don't miss these practical solutions and tips to enhance your leadership style and effectiveness. Leadership Matters airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders, the Voice America's exciting new series on the Business Network. I am your host, Kimberly Lewis, author of Ponytail Talk, Winning Career Strategies for Women. And today I have the great pleasure of speaking with the world's most renowned relationship expert, Dr. John Gray, author of Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. And John Gray also has a website, MarsVenus.com, where he has videos and a lot of information. So I urge our listeners to take a look at the website. So, John, uh, Dr. Gray, we've been talking about um, a, a lot of the changes today, and I, I have one question. I have one question for you. Today, women are primary bread breadwinners in positions of management, and men are helping out more around the house. So, this really changes the roles. What you've been talking about now, but there seems to always be a little bit more stigma around when a, a man says, "I'm staying home," than there is when a woman says, "Well, I'm CEO." Um, does this role, why do you think people sh- struggle with these role shifts? There definitely is. You know, women are very proud of being like men. Men are not proud of being like women. <laughs> it's like, what, you a wimp or something? You know, I mean, this is, I'm not saying that, but that's what, <laughs> it's, it's, it's because the, the role of, of uh, the, the man was always the role of the hero. Okay, is that what what builds up testosterone is to feel like, look what I can do, competence, power, leadership, executive qualities, independence, not needing anybody. That's all considered power, and that's masculinity needs reassurance that you're powerful in order to boost testosterone. If I if I'm at home working uh, raising my children, for example, our society doesn't recognize that as a, a source of power, a competence, and skill, even though it really is. But for women, when their traditional roles of women were, they were not needing to be seen as powerful and competent, independent, and logical, whatever, although they could be that. But their need for estrogen stimulation was to be seen as loving, nurturing, vulnerable, sensitive, interdependent. These are the qualities that would build up the self-esteem of women on a biological level. We have to understand that. Culture certainly came along and valued those things, but not as masculine qualities, but as feminine qualities. So if you're a man and the role of being a co-parent and a home is not seen as a job that requires competence and skill and independence and hard work and so forth, then a man's not getting the recognition that he needs to bump his testosterone up, whereas for women, when they're on the male side, they're pumping up their testosterone, which is the sense of, look how powerful I am, but the flip side of this is while there's no stigma of women being on their male side, so to speak, there is in some places, like, you know, a lot of women feel like, you know, they're the CEO of a company, and people will say to them, do you have children, and they'll go, no, no. 
you know, like, well, what's wrong with you, you know, or are you married? Well, what's wrong with you? So there's kind of a stigma there if a woman is not married with children and happy and fulfilled. So what's wrong with you? So there are those stigmas, but that the, it comes from a culture that we still live in that doesn't value parenting as a skill and doesn't recognize that women can can be in a job and be happy and fulfilled and loving and nurturing in their life. So this is all gradual transformation. You know, we need a, we need super new clarity in terms of these different roles. Practically speaking, I just talked about on a sociological level that will take, you know, maybe a hundred years in society to change. But in your own personal life, for the people who actually read my book and apply it, you can overcome these stigmas. You can overcome them very quickly if you apply the skills that I teach, which is, for example, if a man is, is not making as much money as his wife, society might look at you, why are you a loser? His, his, his wife, however, who he really cares about the most, can make sure that she gives him the message that he is her hero, that he is providing something that gives her great happiness. And so if he is a good vacuum cleaner and a good parent to their children, that's not going to give her the happiness she wants. That's the problem. Just taking on the female role doesn't make the female happy. What makes the female happy, and this is the inside of my new book, this is what I bring to the world, is that what makes her happy is he provides a source of support for her that goes beyond just house cleaning and raising the children and so forth, a source of support that allows her to come back to her female side. And what is that new support that women need if they're on their male side? They need more romance. They need more conversation. They need more understanding. Not him talking, but her feeling safe to talk about her frustrations, her emotions, because the workplace doesn't give that to her. He can provide a new kind of communication skill and support to encourage her to open up and share her feelings, for her to feel romantic, for her to feel safe, for her to feel heard. Uh, These are the key things that actually increase estrogen way more than a man just vacuuming and taking care of the children for her. So that's Mm -hmm. the key thing. Women have always, in a sense, vacuumed and cooked and taken care of the children for men. And what that did for a man was that it said to him, oh, look what you do for me. I'm going to do all this for you. That bumped up testosterone. So doing things for someone actually pumps up their testosterone. Women who've been working all day long do not need more testosterone. What they need is a man who can be more loving, more nurturing to create the safety for her to come forth. And that requires new communication skills. So a practical tip, if I can give men uh, who are listening one big practical tip, if you're wanting a woman, whether she's on her male side or her female side, to be happy today, the most important thing women require is the safety to express how they feel. And men have to learn to, what men have always been taught, but now you've got to be taught more, do not express anger in the presence of your partner. Do not become irritable in the presence of your partner. It's what's required for her to feel safe is a man who doesn't get angry at her. And if he does get angry, people get angry, that he manages that anger very effectively by, in a kind way, taking a time out, managing his anger without having to change his partner in any way. 
He should not come to her with anger requiring her to change for his anger to go away. He has the power to let go of anger without the external world changing. And he has to learn that ability. And that is a skill that takes reading my book and years of practice to master. But as long as you're practicing, it gets better and better, and you're a team working together. This is a new skill that's never been taught before. Yeah. And, and and it makes sense. It makes so much sense. And I think um, I work and um, my husband is now retired and um, and um, I can relate to this 100 percent. You work all day and then you come home and you're still like really stressed and you kind of just want to do something female, you know, just kind of. That's right. Yes. A bit. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, Dr. Gray, tell, tell us, let's talk a little bit about the new book about Beyond Mars and Venus. Um, and we've been talking about a lot of this content already um, but but just for our listeners how, how is this book different from the first book from because we have we have a lot of fans out there that that loved your first book and maybe haven't read the new one and how's it different well that, that, that it's it's still men and men are still men as you say but our challenges today are different because with women being more on their male side which is the freedom to be a whole person and that's what actually what I call a soulmate relationship is a relationship it, which supports both the man and woman being both parts of them the male and the female side to express all of who we are and there's a growth process as we get to grow into that and it's actually another biological shift that takes place over time which is that as men get older, naturally their body will produce more estrogen. This is a biological reality. Men's bodies make more estrogen, but his challenge in life is to maintain his testosterone levels. For example, myself understanding this information I teach in my book, my testosterone levels are actually higher than they were when I was a young man, but my estrogen levels are five times higher. So what that means is I'm this, I have this masculine side, but my estrogen side is I have more love, I have more patience, I have more grace, I have more easygoing, but I'm also working hard, doing, doing, you know, goal-oriented, driven, ambitious, and all those things. I have both sides of me active. So the challenge for men is to maintain their masculinity as the female hormones naturally increase, which is, comes along with wisdom. You see, wisdom is our female hormones. And, gain, and, you know, a life filled with many experiences, you gain wisdom. So naturally, your female hormones increase, but you have to maintain your masculinity. And it's not happening today. Half of the, the average American and the average Western person, and if he's a man who is 50 years old, has half the testosterone levels he had when he was a young man. We see all these high rising rates of cancer and prostate cancer and, and, and sicknesses and dementia and so forth. These were extremely rare 100 years ago, extremely rare. Heart disease was extremely rare 100 years ago. For men, low testosterone is always the case when a man has heart attack or heart disease. For a man, mm-hmm. if he has prostate cancer, always he has low testosterone, which is linked to it. A man who's depressed always has low testosterone. This is a key hormone for men. For women, it's all about low estrogen, low progesterone, the imbalance of her hormones. Her female hormones become too low. The whole thing of menopause, women's estrogen levels dropping so low. In indigenous societies where they don't have the Western values, their women's at their menopause doesn't start till 70 years old, and still their body's producing after menopause the right balance for them of estrogen and progesterone. So these are not necessary things. These are modern 
stress uh, the, due to stresses of our modern life because we're trying to cope with this new advancement of humanity, which is women expressing both their male and female sides, men expressing both their female and female sides, which means as a man, I can work hard, I can make sacrifices for money, but I do it in a balanced way so I also have time for my family, for people I love, I enjoy my life more, as opposed to just going into the coal mines and coming home and my only happiness is to have dinner with my wife and go to sleep. Yeah. You know, the, the world is changing. That's, but that's with the change, you require new skills. It's like upgrading right. your computer. You have to learn the new software. Right. And I, I think, I mean, I would like to say to our listeners um, as we get to the end of the, the show today that that really, I really encourage you to get the new book. Um, it's really great. Um, Dr. Gray does really, you know, bring us into the reality we have today as we try to balance work, children, home, family, um, parents who are getting older and still with us. I mean, we have a lot of things to balance today. So, Dr. Gray, um, we're, I'd like to thank you so much. It's been a pleasure talking to you. You're really an inspiration to me in my work as a leadership coach um, for both men and women. And I've used a lot of advice in your book um, in my classes. So thank you so much. And I'd like to urge our, our listeners to look at MarsVenus.com. And then I've given you, you can talk to John on Twitter and on Facebook. Um, and um, John, last, before we just kind of cut off, do you have an answer to my question? Who makes a better leader, a man or a woman? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> or is that a? You're not going to answer that. We'll leave that one open. No, no, no. It's, it can be either one. There's no gender be, difference when it comes to. Okay. It has to do with the the man or woman who's more balanced with their masculine and feminine qualities. Full authenticity Fair. makes the best leader. That's great. Thank you so much. So thank you, John. And we to our listeners, we heard from um, Dr. Gray today that the shifts in society have an effect on our roles and our communication life. And everything's getting pretty complicated. So we have a lot of things to consider. Take his book, read it, and um, you're really, really going to enjoy it. So we are going to be back here next Tuesday, Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America Business Channel is sponsored by Global Business Therapy and the Women's Leadership Academy 2020 in Europe and Executive Coaching for Women. We provide leadership training, systemic team coaching, certification, motivational speaking, and much more. We're also having a systemic team coaching certification in Boston from September 13th to 15th. If you're interested in joining us, we'd love to see you there. You can contact me, Kimberly J. Lewis, your host at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Visit my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. Like us on Facebook, um, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And next week, we are going to be talking about a very hot topic. Um, we're going to be talking about narcissistic leadership, the good, the bad, and the ugly, a, t a subject that's been talked a lot about in the press lately, connected to politics, connected to some of the business uh, disasters we've had over the past couple of years. So join us next week, and I'm going to leave you today with my weekly leadership word and my leadership word for today is communication and relationships because I think what John uh, talked to us today, Dr. T Gray talked to us today was about how relationships are the most important um, I, the most important thing that we can do and how we have to pay attention to each other. So once again thank you Dr. Gray and we will see you next week.
you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.